Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Praise the Lord, Mount Calvary. It's so good to be with you all today, being together with my family. It's so good to be here. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad. And we are so thankful and grateful for to God for being who he is for us, for knowing who we are and still loving us just the same. Father God, we thank you, dear Lord, for knowing every hair on our heads. I didn't understand it then, but Lord, I understand it now. You know me. You sit us a little lower than angels, dear Heavenly Father. So we thank you for being God and God all by yourself, dear Heavenly Father. Come in this service and have your way, dear Heavenly Father. Be with us. Touch the man of God that will be bringing the word. Touch him. Anoint him for your glory and your glory alone, dear Heavenly Father. Come in this service and have your way. Have your way, Heavenly Father. We welcome you in this place. In your precious son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. I am so glad to be here with you all today. Um, I want to thank Pastor Winston for inviting me back here to be in the house of the Lord. I am so thankful to be here. And uh, it's always an honor to be here at Mount Calvary. And, uh, this first song is called Free Worshipper. And if you know it, I want you to join in and sing with me and usher in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Jesus, Lord, I'm free, yeah, I'm a free worship. 
I'm a free worshiper, sing it. I'm a free worshiper, yes, God. Sing it, Lord, I'm free. Sing it, I'm a free worshiper. I'm a free worshiper, yeah, yeah. I'm a free worshiper, Lord. Thank God I'm free, and I'll never be bound again. Oh yeah, I said I thank God I'm free, yeah, and I'll never be bound again. One more time, say it again, yeah. I said I thank God I'm free, yeah, and I'll never be bound again. Oh. I said, I thank God I'm free, yeah, and I'll never be bound again. Yeah. Singing, I'm a free worshiper, I'm a free worshiper, and I'm a free worshiper. Sing, Lord, I'm free. Singing, I'm a free worshiper. Yes, Lord, say, I'm a free worshiper, I'm free worshiper. Lord, I'm free. One more time, sing, Lord, I'm free. Lord, I'm free, yeah. Singing, Lord, I'm free, yeah. Lord, I'm free, yeah, yeah. Lord, I'm free, yeah. Sing, Lord, I'm free, yeah, yeah. Sing, Lord, I'm free, yeah. Lord, I'm free. Everybody, sing, whoa, Everybody, whoa, 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 sing, Lord, I'm free, one more time, sing, whoa, whoa, sing, whoa, whoa, sing, whoa, yeah, Lord, I'm free, everybody, whoa, The sun sets free is free indeed. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Yeah. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I am free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. No more chains holding me. My soul is resting. Jesus is just a blessing. Singing praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. I said that one more time. Singing, I am free. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. Yeah. No more chains holding me. My soul is resting. Jesus. It's just a blessing, God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. Singing praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. I'm free with you, God. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Give God some praise right there. Right where you are, give him some praise. If you're a free worshiper, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This next song is called Yearn. Lord, we're longing for your presence. Send a fresh wind. That's why we sing, Lord, I want to yearn 
gonna burn with passion all over you. And only you, God, Lord, I want to yearn for you, God, only you. Worship right where you are. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're longing for your presence every day, Lord. Help us to yearn for you, God. Help us to yearn for you every day of our lives, God. Have your way in us, God. And give us the desire to long for you, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister Bobby Winston, who is the former first lady of this church, has lost her son, Kerfino Winston. He's passed away. There's homegoing service for him. 
will actually not be a informal, I mean a formal homegoing service. There will be a visitation at H. H. Roberts Funeral Home on Tuesday, February 1st from 9.30 to 10.30. And then they will have a graveside service at 11 at West Memory Gardens. We ask that you keep our pastor and his family in your prayers. Keep them in your thoughts if you can join um, with um, your presence. We ask that you do just to send some love. Some, some, they are not asking for flowers this time, so just send your love if you can. Another thing I want to make you aware of is on Saturday, February 5th, Miss Sister Bobby Spain, used uh, formerly Bobby Spain, now is Miss Bobby Best, has graduated with her master's degree, and she will be having a drive-by um, celebration for her on Saturday, February 5th, I believe from 1 to 3 p.m., and I ask that you support with your presence, send your gift, whatever you can. It'll be here at the church on Saturday from 1 to 3, and I ask that you support. Again, I ask that you keep your pastor in your prayers, right? We understand that he's a pastor. We understand that he is our leader, um, but we need to understand that he is human also, um, and he's grieving just like the rest of us do. So I ask that you keep him in your prayers. He couldn't be with us this morning, but he is at home as we are celebrating our children and you Sunday, and we are watching what God is doing in the lives of our young people. We have one more main selection coming from Brother Caleb Carroll, and he will take us further in the presence of the Lord. And I ask that you get ready for the Lord because he is going to speak a word over your life this morning. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Mark chapter number 6. After this main selection, we'll jump right into the word, and we're excited about what God has for you. This song, this is a song I actually wrote. It's an original song that I wrote. It's called Authentic Love, and it's going to be on my EP that I'm going to be releasing soon. And because um, I just released a song called Jesus and Me, and I pray that you guys go check that out. It's on all digital platforms. And this is an original song that I wrote called Authentic Love. Is real and 
it's your love, it is your love, God. Your authentic love, it is your love, it's your love, God. Your authentic love.
we give God honor for his love. We're grateful for it. We're not deserving of it. We, we didn't do anything to get it, but we're grateful that God is able to share his love with us. Mark chapter number six. I'm going to jump right into the word. I believe that the word, the Lord has a word for you this morning, this Sunday morning as we have joined, um, as we're celebrating our children and our youth. That's why we have Brother Carol come and lead worship because we need to see young people leading worship. We don't need to just come and spectate, but we need to see young people participating in worship. And when we get back in from COVID, from this little break and intermission we'll have, um, we want to see young people serving in church as we serve everywhere else. All right. So that's why we showed you this example this morning. Mark chapter number six, verse 35 is what we'll be. And it reads this way. And when they, and when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, this is a desert place. And now the time is far past. That's Mark chapter number 6, verse 35. Let's pray this morning as we go before his presence, as we seek after him for a word. God, this morning we thank you. We thank you, God, not for anything that you do, but God, this morning we give you reverence for who you are. God, we thank you that last night was our, our last night. God, we thank you for putting breath in our bodies, God, which means that you saw fit for us to do something today. You saw fit that this day needs us. So, God, we want you to reveal some things in your word this morning, God. We want you to set aside the singers. We want you to set aside the preacher. We want you to set aside musicians, God, and speak just like you can, God. Your, your preacher has prepared, God, but if you want to take it another way, you have your way, God, because you are in control. So this morning, we give you honor, we give you praise, we give you admiration, but God, we give you praise in advance for what you're about to reveal through your word, God. You're about to heal people. You're about to deliver people. You're about to save people with your word like only your word can. Now, God, come in this sanctuary, even though there's not people in here, God, we need you to throw your word around, not just here, but in their homes, in their cars, wherever they're watching because God we need you to do something we we let COVID have his way we let depression have his way but God in this moment we need you so show up like only you can in the name of Jesus we pray amen Mark chapter number 6 verse 35 King James Version read it again it says when the day was now far spent his disciples came unto him and said this is a desert place and now the time is far past if you don't mind, just for a few moments, I'm not going to be long. I don't know enough words to be a long-winded preacher. Um, but let me preach the subject, my moment has not passed. My moment has not passed. Young people, not so young people, children and adults, um, whoever you are, wherever you're watching from this morning, I think all of us would agree that there are some situations that will arrive in the life, arise in the life of every believer that will cause us to sometimes question whether or not we have missed our moment. There are many of you all tuned in this morning from Ohio and, and all across the world, and many of you, um, your prayer was, while I'm logged in this morning, I need the Lord to confirm in me that I'm in the place and I'm in the sphere, I'm in the lane that I'm supposed to be in, um, because all this time I've been there, I have not seen the fruit that I thought I would have seen by now. Sometimes you feel that it's too late to be delivered because um, you've been bound so long that you've gotten comfortable in your chains. Sometimes you feel because you've been sick so long, maybe God doesn't want to heal you. Maybe that miracle that they told you had your name on it was really for somebody else. 
The, the truth of the matter is sometimes this happens because we live in a world and our world does not line up with the word God has spoken over us. Uh, we, we, we live in constant frustration because our, our word and our world don't align, right? They, they don't match, right? You, you have a word over your life that says, my God shall supply all of my needs. Um, the world you live in, when you log off this morning, reminds you that you got bills that you can't pay. Uh, you have a word over your life that says he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. You know the scripture, by his stripes we are healed. Uh, but yet you have prescriptions all over your night scans, nightstand of medications um, to fight a disease in your body. Uh, but I got up this morning to tell somebody that will receive it that all you need is for your word and your world to align. And I have sneaking suspicion that the fact that you are tuned in this morning is confirmation that God is getting ready to bring things in alignment in your life. Because the good news is when we look here in Mark 6, we must realize we're not the first ones to wonder if our moment has passed us. We're not the first to, to wonder if our moment has passed us for God to do something special. You have to realize that in your situation, in your circumstance, no matter what you're facing or what you're up against, I promise you, you are not the first one to wonder if God was still going to come through like he said he would. We, we look here and we see um, that in the text this morning is telling the story of Jesus and his disciples in a situation where they feel like their moment had just passed. We look here in verse number 31 and 32, and we find them in this narrative. The Bible says, and he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they didn't even have time to eat. So they parted to a desert place um, in a boat by themselves. Right? We usually associate this sixth chapter of Mark um, with exclusively with the feeding of the 5,000. But we see here um, that there's another narrative taking place here, and that is the fact that the disciples are tired. I, I know no one wants to comment amen on this part because you don't want anybody thinking that you're in that category because unfortunately, as holy and sanctified as you are, the truth is we get tired. You, you know who you are, right? You have been strong for everybody else so long until you don't even know if you're going to make it because you pour strength into everybody else around you. You poured encouragement into everybody else around you. You've given strength and peace and joy into others, but you're working on empty. And, and can I tell you that the reason you come to church and the reason you search after his word so desperately because you realize something that the old saints realized a long time ago, and that is that this is your recharge station. Many of you all watching know that it's what it's like to be anointed, saved, sanctified, and tired, right? Many of you watching knows what it's like to love God, love people, and you don't even feel like logging on to morning prayer every day. You, you know what it's like to be frustrated with your assignment that's on your life. And we look on, and they're in this place, and they're tired, right? Jesus acknowledges that they're weary, and they need to rest. They have not been fed, right? Um, but then we go on verse number 33 and 34 tells us um, that when they're leaving to go to a desert place, they're leaving their assignment. They're, they're leaving the work that they've been doing. They've been pouring out, and, and they're leaving to retreat for a space for a while. Um, but as they're leaving, the Bible says that the people saw them, and the people started to run out of the cities, and Jesus set them down and began to teach them in a desert place. They're finally ready to take a break. They're finally ready to vacate. They're finally ready to do something new for a change. Um, but Jesus has a habit of being Jesus. 
And he begins to minister and meet the needs of people. Um, but that's what leads us to our text this morning here in verse number 35. Because it says now at this point after they've been serving and assisting him on this journey, right? On this time, um, this ministry moment. It says when, they was, when the day was now far spent. Somebody comment right now, far spent, far spent. The um, Bible says that his disciples came to him and said, this is a desert place and now the time is far past. Two things that I want to speak on really quickly in this particular passage, and then you can take your bonnet off and head to the grocery store and go ahead and prepare for your Sunday dinner. The first thing that I need to tell you is that the Bible says that the day is far spent. The sun is going down. It's getting late in the evening. It's getting dark outside. Visibility is low. And, and I have to pause and tell you that some of you watching this morning are in a place where your visibility is low. Uh, your vision is challenged in this season. Your vision is under attack in this season. You're wondering, did I hear God right? Did I miss some? Did I read the right instructions? Did I get the right marching orders? I don't see how he's going to do it. I don't see how he's going to make that happen. I'm, I'm at this age now, and, and I thought I would have been in a different place by now. Who am I preaching to this morning who knows what it's like to be questioning and wondering whether or not you're in the place that you're supposed to be in. It's getting late, right? You've been told that you're too old for this to happen for you now. You've been told that you should have been done that years ago if it was going to happen. You've been told that you missed um, windows and opportunities. But not only is it late in the evening, but the second thing that we see in verse, uh, in this verse, is that they are in a desert place. And, and what you've got to understand is that what, this does not mean a desert like sand, hot, right? Um, this word is eremeos in the Greek, right? Um, does not mean dry and sandy, but it means deserted, desolate, and uninhabited. Which means they are in a place now that either many people haven't been before or a place that many people have walked away from. And, and I just need to go ahead and preach to you at home and tell you that this is where you are right now because many of you all this morning are too big to be a nobody but not big enough to be a somebody. And you're frustrated because you are here and it gets lonely and you wish you had somebody around to give you a cookie cutter model to look at. But can I speak to you and tell you that in this season God doesn't need people to take you where he's taking you. I got to tell somebody that feel like they are in a desert place um, is what you got to realize is in your desert place that you realize who God is. It's in your desert place that you discover that he's more than just God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's in your desert place that you discover he's more than just the God of your mother, your mother, your father, and your pastor. But is there anybody online that can testify, I thank God for my mountains, but, but I never knew how to pray till I was in a valley. I, I thank God for my victories. I thank God for open doors. I thank God for the favor that I walked in. But I didn't learn how to trust him until I found myself in a position where nothing else was working out but my faith. I, I didn't know who God was and that's why some of you watching in here if you were here this morning with us you would have took off running around the sanctuary in a dead sprint because your memory works too well and you remember the fact that while we see your profile pic and your hair is laid and your lineup is crispy um, sometimes you gotta tell folk you don't know my behind the scenes story uh, you don't know what I've been through or where I've come from and sometimes you gotta tell people you don't know that there's some stuff that I post about 
And you know that God made this way. You know God opened that door. But sometimes my public praise is for my private testimony. Uh, when, when you see me lifting my hands out of nowhere, that's for the stuff you don't know about. When you see me shout and dance and jump for joy, that's for the stuff God did behind closed doors. He kept it off the scenes. Somebody better be shouting at home right now. Is there anybody on the other side of this camera that doesn't mind just giving God a second to give a public praise for a private testimony right here? Come on, in the midst of your home, wherever you are, open your mouth and celebrate the fact that even in your desert place you can celebrate because that's where you discover that he's more than just a God that somebody said can heal, but you know he's a healer. Maybe that's why Grandpa used to say, if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve it. If I never had a sickness, how would I know that he's a healer? Somebody give him a public praise. I don't know if you're watching in the grocery store, but give him a public praise for your private testimony. In my desert places where I learn some stuff. They're in a desert place. It's getting dark outside. Their visibility is challenged. Um, then we see what the Lord wanted me to tell you in verse number 36. In verse number 36, the disciples come up with a plan. The, the people are hungry and we see they have no food because verse number 36 says disciples make a suggestion to Jesus and they send the people away so that they can go um, to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. Remember now, these are the disciples, right? These are the same disciples of Jesus. Um, these men um, that have devoted their life to the work of Christ, right? Um, these are the men who have left their jobs and guaranteed pay to support the mission of this man named Jesus. And here it is um, that their suggestion is that we should send the people away. Uh, this is what God told me to told me told me to tell you. Um, because of the stress that they are under, because of the pressure that they're feeling, right, the situation that has surrounded them, they're really nervous to the point that they are willing to send their assignment away from them. They're in a place now um, where they are willing to get away and separate from the very thing that God instructed them to do. I'm out to preach here and tell somebody that there are some of you all watching and that are on the verge of sending your assignment away, right? There are some of you watching that are on the verge of quitting and throwing in the towel. There are some entrepreneurs who have no business plan yet. It's not coming together. You wrote it out. You did the research. You went to school. You got all the steps in place, but nothing seems to be coming together. There are some of you watching who have ideas and visions on the inside and you're wondering, is it really going to happen? There's many of you all like me that say, God, if I knew it was going to be this hard, I would have never even started the journey. There are those of you who are ready to quit, but God said you can't quit the assignment that you didn't call yourself to. Tell somebody right now in the comments, you are not allowed to quit in this season. Tell somebody in the comments right now, you are not allowed to quit in this season. You, you're not allowed to throw the talent. In fact, God said, if you throw it in, I'm throwing it back at you because you got more work to do. I know the things have not lined up the way you thought they should. I, I don't know who you're sitting at home with. If you're talking to your family or talk to your dog, you need to, to inspire them this morning. And God said, you can't quit yet. Tell them this morning, God said, you can't quit. You, you can't quit. You can't give up on that business yet. God said you can't give up on your family yet. God said you can't give up on that idea yet. God said you can't give up on that business yet. Because somebody needs you to open your mouth right now and declare my moment has not passed. My moment has not passed. You ain't allowed to quit yet. I know it's hard, but you ain't allowed to quit. And they're in this place and they want to quit. Um, but Jesus says in verse number 37, he says, give them 
food to eat. And they looked at him, and y'all know the story. Y'all been in Sunday school all your life. They looked at him and said, Lord, we would feed them if we could, um, but there's no Walmart around here. There's no Valero on the corner of Desert Way. Um, what would you like us to do? And how are we supposed to do this? But what I like about this is not only are they trying to get out of what God has told them to do, but notice they begin to tell Jesus about what they don't have in their possession begin to tell the Lord, the, the one who knows the beginning from the end, right? They begin to tell him what they are able and not able to do. They begin to go into the fact um, that the Lord sounds good, that God, that sounds good for us um, to get the job done. But they said, Lord, we just don't have it. Lord, Lord, we can't afford it. Lord, we don't have the resources to get done. Lord, we don't have the relationships to get it done. I'm driving down your street. Hold on. Because some of you were not in this desert with Jesus, but you have had these same conversations with him, right? Because uh, you said, Lord, I would have started the business, but I don't have the network yet. Lord, I would have went back to school, but I don't have the money for it. Lord, I would step out of faith, but I don't have the uh, connections that I need. They begin to tell Jesus what they did not have, but the problem is they did what we do, and they looked at what they did have instead of acknowledging what they did have because I got to tell somebody viewing um, it does not matter what you don't have in your life right it does not matter who's in your phone and who's not in your phone it doesn't matter um, what you you can call on speed out and who you can't call on speed out it doesn't matter who your mama was and who your daddy was or what your family is known for what your credit score is all you need to focus on in the season that is God before me who can be against me but they go on, and I'm telling the Christology version real quick because I just want to move fast um, to the point. Um, but verse number 38 says that he says to him, here's the question. How many loaves do you have? How many loaves do you have? Wait a minute, Jesus. Um, you want us to feed 5,000 strong. What do you mean? What do we have? We don't have anything. He says, no, look again. How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they, um, the Bible tells us they found a little boy, the little lunchbox um, with them, and, and he had a two-piece fish combo with five loaves of bread. And what's interesting to me is that you have these grown disciples that have walked with Jesus. You got these grown disciples that have been with Jesus. They have followed Jesus. You got these grown disciples here, um, and then you find that the solution that they need for the moment is in the possession of somebody from a younger generation. You see, what the moment required, the next generation had it, but it was useless until they submitted to the ones who had been here longer. And I came this morning to tell you Mount Calvary's children and youth exist in this part to declare war on this intergenerational beef. Right? We are here to break the myth and the stereotype that God can only move one way. God can only use one circle. I want to stand and declare that God still has some young people that believe in authority. Uh, God still has some young folk that believe in submission, but God also has some fathers and some mothers that are not threatened by our gift. And I want to tell somebody that knows already in this moment that we live in, in this time that we're living in, that all you need right now is for all God's children, for both generations to get together and work together. Somebody put it in the comments right now. We got to put the work in now. In, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of all the gang violence, in the midst of everything that we go to, somebody comment right now. We got to put the work now, I don't care if you don't like me because I'm younger than you. I don't care if you don't like me because I come to meetings and you don't. I don't care if you don't like me because I look like I'm older and I don't care about what you're talking about. We got to put the work in now. He looks at them and says, what do you have? And the question I want to ask somebody before we log off here, I'm almost done. Stay there, Isaiah. Um, is when was the last time you did an inventory on what God has placed in you? 
I know you talk about who you don't have and what you don't have and where you can't go and what you're not involved in and who you're not connected to. But I want to ask you, when was the last time you evaluated what God has put in your possession? Because what I want to tell somebody, this is the whole point right here. Um, that the whole thing I want to tell you this morning that will praise God. I need somebody to shout over this. Um, that will praise like you've never been before. Um, that wants to praise the Lord because you understand through everything that you've been through that the Lord wants us to know that before we leave this setting is that you can win with what you already have. Uh, you can win with what you already have. I need you to tag somebody in the comment. Don't look like it. Just don't look like it. They've been to wondering if they can make it another step further. Tell them that you can win with what you already have. You can win with what you already have. Your moment hasn't passed because God wants to know what you have. You may feel like you are out of resources, but God wants to know what do you have. They ask Jesus, what do you have for us? And they present the two fish and five loaves. And God takes it. He blesses it, he breaks it, and he distributes it. And what we discovered is in our desert place with not enough resources, in a, in a desert place with no support system, in a desert place with no network, we see um, that God can remind us that our moment has not passed. Because you got to know that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. You, you got pain in your body, but your moment hasn't passed. Because the Bible says, I want you to know um, this because his stripes, I'm healed. You, you might be in trouble, but you need to know that your moment hasn't passed. Because Bible says, my God shall supply all my needs. And truth of the matter is that because you give all you have over to God, because you give over to what you have to God, he can multiply it. Before we close, I want to share a quick story. Story is told of a young man who goes to the grocery store with his mother. When he gets there, this store owner was known for giving candy out to all the little kids that came into his store. They get in the store. The store owner asked the little boy, little boy, everybody gets candy in my store. Would you like a piece of candy? The little boy looks at the man and says, no, sir, no, thank you. He says, little boy, come on, everybody gets candy in my store. What kid doesn't want candy? The little boy says, no, sir, no, thank you. His mother was wanting to get groceries. The little boy is just sitting up there. He says, listen, sir, I'll tell you what you can do. You can put your hand in the candy dish and you can give me some candy. The boy's mom finishes her shopping, the boy gets his candy from the man. They go ahead and head out the store. They're headed to the car. The boy's mom looks at the little boy and says, why were you so rude in there? Why were you so rude? The man offered you to reach in there and grab whatever piece of candy you wanted. You could have grabbed whatever. Why were you so rude? The little boy said, I wasn't rude, mom. I just realized something. He said, I realized that if I put my hand in the candy dish, I'd only get so much. But when I look up at the man, I realized that his hands were bigger than mine, that if he put his hand in the candy dish, I could get more than I could get on my own. And can I preach to you for just 10 seconds and tell you that when you put your hand in the candy dish, you may pop up with failures. When you put your hand in the candy dish, you may pop up with depression. When you put your hand in the candy dish, you may not get that degree. But can I tell you that you got a hand that died 2,000 years ago, and because he died, he rose again. And when he reaches his hand in, he's gonna pull out blessings, he's gonna pull out miracles he's gonna pull out the grease he's gonna pull out businesses he's gonna pull out ideas he's gonna pull out what you need right in your moment you may think that your moment has passed but your moment hasn't passed you just beat your blessing there you're like a person waiting at a bus stop just waiting on your blessing to show up you ain't missed the bus the bus is coming it's scheduled. It's been scheduled. The Bible says in Jeremiah, before you were in your mother's womb, I formed you. I knew you. I had everything mapped out for you. It's waiting on you. It's waiting on you. 
your moment hasn't passed you've been waiting on your healing you thought it passed you by no it's coming you've been waiting a financial breakthrough it ain't passed you by it's coming your moment has not passed and God reminds us in Mark chapter number 6 that through all you've been through your moment is still coming listen before we log off of here I want to pray for you I know I can't see you on the other side of the camera but you can see me and I know exactly who I'm talking to because I've been praying for you all week I've been praying God does not um, just do what God does I, I wasn't praying that God just does his divine feature no my prayer was God does exactly what you ask him to do there are many of you all everybody is not begging God to be a millionaire everybody's not begging God to for a husband everybody's not begging God to do this or do that but whatever you're asking God to do my prayer in this year of 2022 young people not so young people is that God gives you exactly what you're asking for he gives you exactly what you're asking for the Bible says seek first the kingdom of God and he shall give you the desires of your heart but what they don't talk about is not only will he give you the desires of your heart but he will give your heart what to desire and you want it and i tell you that you only want it because god wants you to have it so whatever you're asking for think of that thing i'll give you 10 seconds to think of whatever it is that you're asking god to do we're not rubbing on him like a genie in a bottle we're just declaring and agreeing in alignment to his will and his way and truth of the matter is that if you want it it's because god wants you to have it so begin to think about that thing that you're asking god to do maybe you're asking god to heal your children maybe you're asking god to heal your family maybe you're asking god to get you through school maybe you're asking god to get you out of debt maybe you're asking god to heal your body but whatever you're asking god to do my prayer and i'm decreeing and i'm declaring on this sunday morning over young people over not so young people over six years old over 16 over 60 i'm declaring that you're gonna get exactly what you're asking god to do so let's speak Father god we come before your presence we already thank you for what you did in the past god we already thank you for what you're doing right now but God, in this moment, your people are watching, your people are tuned in on many platforms. But God, we're giving you praise in advance because we're giving you praise for what you're about to do. God, your people know what they need. Your people know what they're desiring. The people know what they're asking you for. They know um, what it is that you they want, God. And so our prayer this morning is not that you, you do what you already done, but God, your prayer is that you do what we're asking you to do. God, there are people online who want their business to take off in this year. God, there are people online who want their sex to get saved in this year. There are people online who want their teachers to stop hating on them so they can get their degree. There are people online who want student debt to stop holding them down. There are people online who want cancer pulled out of their body. There are people online who want a peace with their, the fact that they lost loved ones. And even in the midst of grief, God, you're going to give us what we're asking for. So God, we stand and declare and decree we stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with you. We ask you that you give us what we're asking for. In the name of Jesus, we pray. You're God enough to do it. We realize that we couldn't ask our friends for peace. We realize we couldn't ask our friends to get us through school. We realize we couldn't ask our, our friends to get us out there. No, 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 but we can ask God because you're able to do it. You're able to do it. So we give you praise. We give you worship. We walk around with a smile on our face because we know that we're asking for it. We're going to do. You are not a man that should lie. And every promise you make, God, you keep. Every promise you make, God, you keep.
If you promise that you're going to heal our families, you're going to do it. Whatever we're asking for. So we give you praise. We give you praise. Because you're God enough to do it. I hope you all blessed by the word that was sent forth this morning. I ask that you all support not only in your worship, not only with your presence online, with your giving. There are many ways to give on GiveLify, on Cash App. This afternoon between 12.30, or no, from 11.30 to 12.30, the deacons will be outside. If you want to drop off your gift, if you want to come pick up your giving statement, the deacons will be here so that you can get whatever you need. You can drop it off in person if you want to. Please support by your giving. Your worship does not just stop when the music stops. No, your worship goes on with your giving, right? If you trust God to do what it is that you're asking him to do, then you should trust him to do what it is that he's blessed you with. So, those are what we're asking you to. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Let all the saints tuned in online just type right now, comment right now, amen, in agreeance. Because whatever you're asking God to do, I'm standing in agreement with you. Whenever you see somebody coming right now in the comments, we're standing in agreement with you. We can't hate on you because the truth of the matter is that if God bless you, he going to bless me too. If I'm standing next to you, that means blessings come in order. That means I'm next up. I'm not hating on you because you got a new call. Because I'm about to get one too. So we give praise and glory for what God is going to do. Y'all be blessed. We love you. We'll tune back in next Sunday. Again, keep our pastor in your prayers as he is grieving um, the death of his brother. But also celebrate him because the Bible says to be absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. Please stay tuned. And our media has a video following immediately after service to give you further instruction. Your financial contributions help to transform lives and reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.